0: This Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for another one-quarterback mock draft. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. We're your hosts, Calvin Timms and Dale Terry. And happy Thanksgiving out there for everybody. It's a great holiday. You know, we're recording this a little bit early, so forgive us. but. We're going to be sitting back watching some NFL action all day long here today. And, uh, you know, we got a nice mock draft for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy this one. But, yeah, we're thankful for you guys out there specifically. And we're thankful that we get to talk about this on on a regular basis. Just me and my buddy here talking about football, fantasy football, something we love. We all love to play it anyway. So, you know, it's a good time. And, you know, we're all thankful. So hopefully you guys are thankful out there and you guys are having a good day. Before we get into anything here today, Dale. How are we doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing pretty great. Um, I've been kind of bummed the past couple of weeks, in in this one dynasty league, I'm in. I've I was uh, well, like um, we do like the median scoring, and I was I was 10 and 0, I was starting out great, and then the past few weeks, um, I'm I'm now uh, I was in first place, now I'm in fifth place, um, at 15 and 7, not doing so hot. And I'm kind of reeling with injuries as usual, so. Um, I'm just, I'm just ready to sit back th- this Thanksgiving and watch some football and not really try to stress too much.
0: Yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that for sure. Yeah. You know, it's not as fun when you got little kids <laughs> but that yeah. can't entertain themselves yet, but, uh, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. So absolutely. All right. So today we have a one quarterback mock draft. We did a super flex mock draft about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. Um, but we're excited to do a one quarterback because you know, this quarterback class is very good. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of guys. There's going to be a lot of movement on this actual class, depending on who ends up being a first round pick, um, who ends up being how high they go in the first round, everything like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if five quarterbacks end up going in the first round, ultimately in May or April or whenever the draft is. And, if five first round picks, that's gonna completely warp a lot of the superflex mock drafts, right? One quarterback, we don't have to worry about that so much. We get to talk about the other players in the draft that that aren't the quarterbacks because those guys, they can be first round picks. That that's great. They can be second round picks, they can be third round picks. You can even have a fourth round pick like Amon Ross and Brown, who's a stud. Um, but you know, don't tell the analytics guys they, they don't like that too much. But, you know that doesn't necessarily have to be those top guys that are the only guys you want to look at for your dynasty leagues, right? Obviously the higher you go in the rookie draft um, or in the actual NFL draft, the higher the odds are that you're going to be a success, but you know, it's not a hundred percent. And you see all the time, these second round running backs, these third round wide receivers make a name for themselves and they're now fundamental pieces of a lot of dynasty rosters out there so we're going to be talking about a lot more guys here today just because it is one quarterback and they're not nearly as valuable we'll see how high the quarterbacks do go as well but before we do that if you can please follow us on twitter at tdc underscore calvin for myself you can follow dale at dynasty underscore dale you can follow the podcast at ff after dark And you can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, Rumble, YouTube, anywhere that podcasts are really found. If you're listening in one specific place, you know, we are available out there pretty much anywhere. So, you know, it doesn't have to just be that one spot. But we appreciate you guys, like I said at the beginning. And, yeah, we're going to have a good time today. And while you're over there, for Thanksgiving's sake, if you can, just like comment, subscribe, all of those things on the video. It really helps us out, and you know it's a nice thing to do on a a day of of giving thanks, right? You're listening to this podcast. Clearly, you want to know. Thank us for this information we're about to break down with a like or a subscription, right? So uh, enough pleading or begging or whatever, (laughs) but let's get into it. We're going to go through 12 picks, one round of a one-quarterback mock draft. This time, I have been luckily given the the 101 by Dale here. And yeah. I don't think this is going to be a surprise for anyone out there, but it's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, with Ohio State. And, you know, this dude is just – it's hard. You know, I, I feel like g- generational gets thrown around too much nowadays, right? A lot, And yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. Might, might be the 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 most g- – generational talent that's coming out at wide receiver in a long time. Like I like him more than, you know, even Jamar Chase or um CD Lamb, some of these guys that, you know, yeah. everyone's going to say, "Oh, Justin Jefferson," but Justin Jefferson wasn't a hyped up As, candidate yeah. when he was and, coming and, out, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And and I fully agree with that. Like I I think he's the most hyped since like Julio Jones, and I think that was what like 2011-ish maybe 2008 even right. earlier than that <laughs> like you know so yeah he's he's this freak of nature
0: yeah and there's just nothing bad you can say about the kid he wins at all levels i mean mm-hmm. even with a subpar ohio State wide quarterback i mean um this year you know we've seen what he can do with above average with cj stroud with mm-hmm. justin fields and he's still doing well even in a uh, with a subpar offense. So um, Marvin Harrison, nothing bad to say about the guy. Just lock it in, 101 in a, non, a non-superflex. And if you're listening to this today, obviously just the last couple of days, I had a couple of solo videos where I talked about making the case for why Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. should be the 101 in a superflex league. So I, I'm even tempted to take marvin harrison in a super flex at the 101 so you know i don't think you can go wrong with him if he busts out it's going to be the most shocking thing to anyone ever i feel like so um yeah feels pretty safe with with marvin harrison there
1: yeah no i fully agree with that and 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 especially in one of quarterback leagues like i feel that's probably the easiest layup we've had for a while it feels like you know like i know last year like um I mean, I mean, like John Robinson was a pretty easy layup, but he went to a Falcons team. And, you know, I think the big thing is if um, Harrison goes to a not as savory situation, you know, like New England, for instance, or, right. you know, you know, like somewhere where there's not a whole lot. And yeah, so but uh, other sad. than that,
0: I will be so sad yes. if he goes to New England, man, like, yes, I he'll will still be, be I will okay, be devastated. Yes, but. I don't even want it as a New England fan yep. or ugh, ugh, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's going to be bad, but
0: all right. All right well, Who yeah, are you going to yeah, surprise on, on, me with? Yes.
1: Here? Yes. And, and, you know, honestly, and in, in one quarterback leagues, like here's where the draft really starts yep. in my opinion. Yep. So um, I'm going to go with Malik neighbors. Okay. Um, all right. You know, I, I, I feel, I feel if Marvin Harrison jr. Was not in there, you know, in in this draft that he would be the, like it's, it's, it's the, it's it's easy uh, first wide receiver taken off the board you know in real drafts, you know in in rookie drafts and stuff like that. you know like this guy is you know is is an athletic freak, you know um he has he has very good ball skills. he's 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 a possession receiver, which is great you know it's it's what we want to see. he's very good on 50 50 balls. you know and, and now we've seen what he's really been able to do with a with good quarterback play this year with Jaden Daniels. So, you know, I I think the biggest thing for him is just building on that route tree and, and just becoming more of a more of a well-rounded wide receiver like we sh- like like what we're seeing with Marvin Harrison. So,
0: yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, you say that he's been a lot better with with good quarterback play. I actually think, you know. A lot of people are wondering, is this chicken or egg, right? Like, is Jaden Daniel yeah. making him a little bit better? And he's obviously very good without Jaden Daniels yeah. before anyway. But I honestly think he's making Jaden Daniels look better as well. That's um, that's very fair. Yes. Right. 100%. And I just think 100%. that we're going to – there's a lot of talk about, about Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback – being a first-round pick, and I think that will be a mistake, but time will tell. You know, I think the guy needs a little bit more time to develop, um, but yeah, I think that it's going to, if he comes out this year, it's going to be pretty apparent that Malik Neighbors was the reason why he was that successful, so I, I do not blame you. Um, if it wasn't for Marvin Harrison, this guy would obviously be my 101, but yeah, yeah, this dude is a stud, in my opinion, so... All right, 103. This one is going to be, you know, we're keeping the wide receiver train going. We're going to be going with Rome Odunze. Rome Odunze, um, wide receiver out of uh, Washington, and this guy, this guy, he's fun, man, and. You know, there's all the Michael Penix uh, talk right now about how Michael Penix is going to be a first-round pick, or is he not? And again, just like with Malik Neighbors, I think that Romo Dunze is a big reason why Michael Penix looks Agreed. as good as he does. And yes. you know, I do think that Michael Penix is is better than people give him credit for. But I think that Romo Dunze is a big, big piece of that as well. So. Um, wide receiver. It's a great class. Again, we, we talked about it with the super flex mock draft wide receiver and quarterback do this is the year that you want to be able to get those guys. And I get it. You know, there's Brock Bowers out there as well. Um, I was thinking about him here at three, but I'm not going to lie. I have a little bit of uh, shades of, uh, <laughs> Kyle Pitts that, I'm um, are you going to get yes. burned again? You know, and, yep, and that's what, that's what scary. So, yep. What do you think about Rome yeah. here at three?
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. For Rome, I really like him here. You know, I think the biggest thing is I'm not big on these, mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's like these pac 12 and then big 12 wide receivers that we've seen. Uh, it's come out these past few years. I've right. really been to me. fools gold. I mean, they're, they're really good athletes, but um, I, I think they have trouble, trouble um, really, really transitioning to the NFL. Cause it's just more physical and, you know, w- with those defenses, you know, in the Pac-12 that we've seen this year, you know, like, like nobody's covering anybody. So, you know, I mean, I mean, he's wide open in a lot of instances, you know, but that goes to the play calling and stuff and stuff like that And Penix getting him the ball. But, you know, I, I think, I think with what we've seen this year and last year with, uh, with Odunze that, you know, I, I think, I think he cemented him in, in the top echelon in, in this wide receiver group.
0: Yeah, and the biggest thing I like about him and, you know, this class of wide receivers in general, these guys are beefy boys, man. They're big, they're big guys, they and are. it is they are. so needed in my opinion in the NFL right now because we just have so many small guys. The NFL has been been getting smaller and smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. and then bigger and bigger and bigger. At, you know, the defense has yep. been getting bigger um, in the front. the The weapons and the the cornerbacks are trying to get faster and faster and faster. And sometimes you just need some of these power guys who are fast but also tough, right? And yep. um, you can only get so small where, before you need a big body dude. And that's where I like Romo Dunze. He's six foot three allegedly <laughs> um two hundred and fifteen pounds we'll right. see at the actual combine what a lot of these guys weigh in and, and measure in at but um yeah he's definitely got that size he's got the production and again I think he's gonna be good for for the NFL as well.
1: I agree. So yeah so uh I'm on the clock at one oh four. Um and I, I and I know with last year's draft and in, in in the one quarterback mock drafts that we did that time after time that, that we were taking quarterback around 107 is, right. is is kind of what it seemed like, you know, and taking, yep. you know, the Anthony Richardson's of the world or, you know, it's CJ Stroud's, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's whatever our, 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 our fancy was that day. But, you know, I feel that there's been a lot of hype with this quarterback class The you know, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm especially from last year, you know, in there's been a lot of hype, you know, and I think a lot of people are, very intrigued by Caleb Williams and see him as this generational guy. And mm-hmm. this guy that's going to this Patrick Mahomesian kind of guy, which he, which his college days are starting to mirror. In my opinion, a lot of what happened with Patrick Mahomes, you know, with, right. with how his team was stuff like that, you know, and it's very tempting to take Caleb Williams here in a one, in, even in the one quarterback league. I mean, um, I get it. I definitely get yes. it. His ceiling yes. is, yes. is
0: insane. Like it, it is, you know, it one, is one but, quarterback. But, these guys yeah. aren't in real quick. We'll just talk about one quarterback. Like the guys, as someone who's had, you know, I I've transitioned a lot to superflex, but I still have mm-hmm. my main dynasty, my, my old school home league with all my work coworkers and everything. Even in that league though, the, the elite quarterbacks are untouchable. They're untradeable, essentially. Like, yep. you yes. know, one first-round pick is not going to get a Justin Herbert or a Patrick Mahomes or whatever. So, you know, even though they're not super important because there are so many guys, and the gap between, you know, Kirk Cousins and um, C.J. Stroud or, you know, whoever, Dak Prescott and, you CJ Stroud or Kyler Murray, whoever it is, right? It's such a small gap, but when you have that number one guy or one of those top five guys who you know is going to be elite year after year after year, it does create a gap long-term because of how stable they are as a prospect and also because of what their production is on the field, right? So these guys do become untouchable and I don't blame you whatsoever with if that that is the pick is that who you're going to take?
1: Um I'm actually going to go with Brock Bowers. who I was going to go with Ultimate this is who Bowers, i was going to go with. To I, go with. <laughs> I know I know. I was I was talking up Caleb Williams, but I think I think the big thing I've seen this year with Caleb Williams is that we've seen a lot of a lot of uh a lot of a lot of chinks in the armor I, I i guess you could say so right you know i, I think it, it all i think with him it really all depends where he gets drafted yeah if he gets drafted to somewhere that has battle line play it's <laughs> yeah 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 it, i mean i mean anywhere that has battle line play he's gonna struggle right he's gonna really really struggle because i don't think he's able to process things quite uh, quite as well yet because you know he's playing in the pack 12 that you're he's having he's having to have these shootouts every week and having right. to make these magical plays. He, he's able to make all the throws, but I'm not sure how that's gonna go. Um, but I, I feel a lot better with Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. I know that we might get in the trap of the whole Kyle Pitts situation, unfortunately.
0: Right. But you he's know, I kind of feel man, he's so yeah, he, he
1: is. He is and he's and he's been good since his freshman year. You know, I think I think I think he's a little different than Pitts in that he's been really consistent these three years have that he's been in college, right. You know, it's compared to Pitts. He, he really exploded his last year
0: and kind of, Pitts was fairly good. Of, his second, yeah. his sophomore year as well. Yeah, it was just the year, in, but inefficient quarterback play, yes, but no, yes. it, yeah. Brock powers is more of a traditional tight end. Who's just a monster where Pitts was yes. this wide receiver tight end. Who's yes. just a freaking nature physically. Right. So, yes. um, no, I, I get it. I I definitely get it. Uh, we're not gonna. And I'm gonna keep saying this joke about all these top guys. We're not gonna love him nearly as much when he's on the Patriots, but uh,
1: or the Falcons.
0: <laughs> the Johnny, they're gonna replace Kyle Pitts with Brock Bowers. That's what <laughs>
1: they probably they probably will. And it's gonna be disgusting, uh, but that's beside the point.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, and that's funny. So that teased me up with uh, the 105, and I thought you were actually gonna take Caleb Williams at four. I'm going to take him here at five. There and, we go. Yes. You yep. know, if you didn't, it was kind of one or the other. If if you took Caleb, I was taking yep. Brock Bowers. And if you took Brock, I'm taking Caleb here. And it's just so easy for me because like I said, these, these top guys, they become untouchable. Caleb Williams, there are a lot of flaws. And the one thing I will say, you know, I didn't talk about it when you were talking about him a little bit, but you watch some of the plays and <laughs> some of the plays where it's like, Oh, we just made this magical play and all this stuff. He's still getting like four or five seconds to throw the ball. And, you know, you do not get that in the NFL. You get well, like two and a half, give or take, like, I think 2.2 yeah, if you're two lucky. is, is if you're the lucky average. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like 2.3. If, if on a good day, um, you know, it, it all depends on scheme and whatever, but he's not going to be able to do a lot of that special that he does right now at USC. But I will say the one thing that I think is underrated with Caleb Williams, he is in these shootouts every single week. You get a decent team around this guy. And I do think that he's going to be aware of a lot of the bad situations already. Um, You know, like that's the one thing that a lot of these guys don't have experience with coming out of college is the bad situations, right? The, you know, you saw Zach Wilson, he struggles so bad right now because it's not even that he's, he's just not seeing it. It's just that he's not pulling the trigger, right? Like he's getting in these bad Mm -hmm. situations and he just like locks up. He, He doesn't throw the ball. He's just not getting rid of the ball at all. You know, he's taking sacks and all this stuff. And, It's because his last year, he had a good offensive line. He had good weapons. They had a good system and things were going well for Zach Wilson in his last year where he really exploded, right? Things have not gone well for USC and Caleb Williams. And I think that gives him a little bit of an advantage where, you know, you put him in a decent situation. He's going to know what a bad situation feels like, and he's not going to get overwhelmed by it. You know what I mean? So right. I do think that gives them a little bit of an advantage over some of these other guys. That's the same reason why Justin Herbert, I think, is so good. When he was with Oregon, right, they were in bad situations a lot. And, a you know, lot, people yeah. thought, oh, well, he's in bad situations all the time. You know, it's never going to translate to the NFL. And look at Justin Herbert. He's been a stud nonstop. So I do think that that has a lot to do with it. And I still think that the ceiling on Caleb Williams is otherworldly. So, you know, 105. He be. I feel like it's still a yeah. little bit of a steal, but, uh, you know.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And, I mean, and, and, and realistically, like I, I feel in one quarterback leagues that that like, you can take Caleb Williams at the one Oh two, honestly, you could, and and, 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 and and it still would feel okay. If
0: you need a quarterback, I mean, I don't yes. blame you whatsoever.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, okay, let me ask you, know, you
0: if yeah. you were in a 12 team league, right. And you're in one quarterback, your starting quarterback was Brock Purdy. Would you still take Caleb Williams? Brock Purdy's been balling out. That's the you know, He's kind of the the reason why I'm saying like, what's the line here? Of, I pro-
1: I probably still would because I don't. I think Purdy's on that fringe as a you know, as a top twelve quarterback. Like okay. I don't think he's. I think I think he's
0: close, but you I think know, he's I still a solidified top twelve guy in that fair. offense. But yeah, you fair. know he's still on a rookie deal. All that stuff like yep. Dak Prescott or or Caleb Williams would. Would you be drafting him that high if you had Dak Prescott? I would.
1: I would. I would be taking Caleb if I had Dak because okay. I think Dak is just going to keep declining.
0: I mean, he's balling out right now, though.
1: He he is. Dak he is, and I, I don't. I, I don't disagree, but I would rather have options, and I feel like that's fair. If 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 you're in that position anyways, that your team is probably not as good, right? And that and that you could trade Dak at that point for more assets. Yeah, let's say you have like better. a a
0: yeah. Dak and a Russ, you'd still take Caleb. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, we're, I'm just trying to draw the line of like how, yeah. how bad does your quarterback situation need to be? You know what I mean? Like, right? Beggars can be choosers a little bit there, but uh, you know, the difference again, the Malik Neighbors, I like him a lot. Romo Dunze, Brock Bowers, these guys, like Brock Bowers, is the only other one that could possibly be that high for me, where you know yep. he could be a true difference maker at a onesie position, which is. Mm-hmm. Huge, right? It's gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. and Caleb Williams, again, if he becomes that elite guy, Malik Neighbors, he would have to become Justin Jefferson, and I don't think that's as likely as Caleb Williams becoming like a Pat Mahomes or a Josh Allen, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing there. So, all right, you're up at six. Who are you looking at here?
1: Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I I thought about going quarterback, but, I think I like, like, I kind of want to start, I I feel that if I'm at the 106, 107, like in that range, I have a decent couple quarterbacks Mm -hmm. that I feel, that I feel could help me make a playoff push.
0: Yeah. and, and,
1: And, 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 and I feel better about that.
0: Yeah, and the biggest difference, I think, between the guys that are left, right, Drake May, Bo Nix, these guys, I don't think they have the ceiling that Caleb does, and that's where yes, agreed. the big, di- agreed. like, Caleb, you're drafting him for ceiling, essentially. Yes. Same with Anthony Richardson 100%. last year, right, because yes. um, he's got that rushing upside and everything where I like these guys, especially in super flex. I think they're going to be great, but uh, yes. in one quarterback, I just don't think they elevate enough. You think? Yes. Same? Yes, I
1: I I fully agree with that. So okay. so so with that, you know, I thought I thought about going wide receiver again, but I think I'm gonna go with my running back one. Ooh. Um, I'm I'm going with a Homer pick because I, I I really how to
0: spell I, this guy's name.
1: <laughs> I know I I really love my Buckeyes and it's it's, it's Trayvon Henderson. Um, I feel this dude is the best running back in college if he's healthy.
0: Big if, but yeah, that, 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 that is a big <laughs> if,
1: but, but it's, it's been the past like three weeks. He's been averaging at least 150 yards from scrimmage. You know, he, he's, he's able to run the ball. He, 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 he has very good vision. He's able to catch the ball and do some, you know, yards after catch kind of stuff. Right. You know, I, I think, I think he is that, well, um, uh, it's when he, uh, came out of high school, like he was the number one running back in, in the nation. So yeah. you know, and any, he picks the Buckeyes, good. and he, and he very yeah, and good. he's and he's he's starting to play like it. Yep. Um. And 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 it helps that he's finally healthy. You know, he's been dealing with a lot of soft tissue ish injuries, which can be a lot. Which it seems like the Buckeyes deal with that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and these other teams do too. But but you know, if if this guy stays healthy and could be healthy, you know, like a Devon H a- 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 H N, uh, you know, you know, kind of guy, so I mean, he, he's he's not as fast as HN, don't get me wrong, but this dude's still quick, he has very good vision, you know. And I think I he mean, can he's be bigger very than HN, though. HN, yeah, yeah, he is. HN I mean, is not barely, supposed
0: to be but... what he's what he is, right? Yeah, like, the agreed, dude's agreed. five foot six or five foot eight, I think, but yeah, like he's a he's tiny, like, five guy. Eight, like one, yeah, 185, yeah, yeah, like he's a tiny, tiny guy, yeah, and compared
1: to Travion, who's who's 5'10, about two, about two, about 210, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, lunch. that is a big difference. Yeah. And I, I feel Travion is your more sort of typical running back size, mm-hmm. but he you know, he's fast. He's you know, he, he has that burst and you know, I'm I'm falling in love with him all over again, Calvin. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and you know who he kinda reminds me a little bit of is Nick Chubb coming out of college. Okay. you know okay. Nick Chubb, very, very good player. All like if you remember Nick Chubb, his rookie mm-hmm. year, right? The dude was just insane at Georgia right like everyone talked about him as being the next Saquon you know he could be Saquon and then he tears his ACL and then he he has lingering issues the next two years and plays until he's a senior Gets drafted in the second round to the Browns, right, behind Sony Michelle, his teammate, and mm-hmm. you know never really gets back to that true potential that he was as a freshman until he gets to the NFL. And then the dude becomes a superstar, other world talent. You never have to worry about injuries until this year. Unfortunately, you know, get better, Nick. Yeah. Uh, but Travion Henderson, if he's healthy, like you said, he might be the best in this class by far. Can you rely yeah. on the health? That's the question that you have to that. ask. And um uh, yeah, I I think that it's a it's a very boomer bust pick, but mm-hmm. you know, the the payout, just like Caleb Williams, man, it could be massive. It could be huge. Yeah, it could be so, huge. Yes. No, I, I definitely get it. And that's where um, you know, my I, I got the one oh seven here and I'm gonna go with another running back. I'm gonna be going with Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin, and I've been on this guy for a while. This guy He's up and down. Like I, I, I don't understand the criticism of him that much. To be honest with you, like, okay, sometimes he plays a little soft. Like, who cares, man? Sometimes he doesn't hit the hole as hard as he possibly could. Like, these guys are in college. They don't, they don't, they're not getting paid. They're not playing to get the best well, stats ever. Well, the,
1: they they are getting paid now.
0: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's, but, but okay, still, but okay, still fair, fair. Yes, but it's like. Yes. Not every person is going to have 100% intensity with every yes. single snap. Man. And like, yes. people Agreed. are critiquing him. Oh, he didn't hit the hole with 100% speed and power. Like, oh, he's a bus. Like, what are we doing, man? The guy's 245 pounds, six foot two. He's projected to run a 4'4 flat at two. 45. He's got really soft hands, and he's coming out of Wisconsin, which is running back you, right? Look at the the history of Wisconsin running backs, and it's just the guy is the total package. He's going to be probably a second-round pick. I'm going to put my money on it. You know, could you imagine this guy? And I know you love J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. is pretty much done at this point, right, in the NFL. He could probably come back, but it's unlikely, right? But Braylon Allen in that Ravens game, you know, with Lamar, six foot I know, two, two forty five.
1: I, I I definitely agree. I agree with that. It like, would be amazing.
0: They yes. would be the team to do something like this too. Like, oh my! They gosh. absolutely
1: would. Yes, agree. he'd be
0: able to replace Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. Like, there are so many places that could use Braylon Allen, and he would just become. You know, imagine this guy, I know everyone loves Isaiah Pacheco, but imagine this guy with the Chiefs, for example, and hopefully they don't take a running back, a back again. again. they take a receiver, but you know, yeah, dude, it's just this guy is the total package. people critique and they nitpick some of the dumbest stuff, and this guy is young too, like he he's pretty young. if I remember right, I think he's only twenty years old right now, um and he's already that he's- big.
1: He's very, very young, yes. Yeah,
0: he's only 20 years old, so, um, oh my gosh, this guy, no, sorry, he's 19 right now. He's 19.1, so he'll be 20 net his first year in the NFL, so. um, Wild. Dude's crazy, man. It's, it's yes. crazy. This guy's going to be crazy. a stud. Don't let people talk you out of him just because he doesn't play with full intensity every single time, so. Right. All right, you're up here at the 108. Who you got?
1: Um, I mean, here's where I kind of think about quarterback, but, you know, also, ag- ag- again, going back to, b- back to my point, like if you're kind of at the 108, like you're almost in the in in the semifinals, like you're kind of making that run, you know, and I don't think a quarterback is really going to get you over the edge at that mm-hmm. point, in my opinion. So um, I'm going to go with another Ohio State guy in Emeka Egbuka. Ah, um you OK. Yes, I'm yes, I'm I, I, th- I think he's finally going to be healthy once he's once this year's done he's he's been dealing with like some ham i i, I believe some hamstring issues and, and stuff like that and i think he's finally starting to get a little bit healthier he's starting to play a little bit more um this dude is a yard after catch machine mm-hmm. uh you know he's he's very quick uh he's very quick explosive you know a violent runner after after the catch you know and he, you know i i think i think he can be a, a big difference maker, you know, in these, you know, as a slot player, you know, I don't really think he's a outside guy by any means. Um, That's not really his game. He's, 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 he's not very, he's not as good down the field as, as like a Chris Olave was at Ohio state or, mm-hmm. or a Garrett, you know, I kind of, I more compare him to a Garrett Wilson type, in my yeah. opinion, you know, you know, a, yeah. a, a guy you can, you know, like throw the slant to or a screen to, and and he can take it all all the way to the house. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I I think this guy can be elite, um, you know, and be in the a, a decent uh, you know I don't want to say the upper echelon of wide receivers because there's a ton of great wide receivers out there, but you know, I I think I think he's just going to keep rising up boards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I and and I get people are a little bit weary about his injury history, but they were also worried about JSN's injury, injury history and. You know he's he's finally getting right. You know as as long as they can throw the ball downfield in Seattle, but that's a whole yeah, different story. Right. Story. So, but you know I you know I you know I I do feel though that it all depends where he goes. You know obviously, but you know if if he goes to a place where they're going to use him as this yak guy, you know I think he's going to be great.
0: I mean I the thing with um, Igbuka is I don't know if he's ultimately going to be a first round pick. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think he's. Yes. I think he's destined at this point to be a second rounder. And and, um, and
1: that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and
0: that, that's actually good news because, you know, I was thinking about some of the potential landing spots with this guy. And you know where I'd love to see him is the Dallas Cowboys. I love to see him in the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And he would never go to them in the first round. But if they got him in the second, man, that would be so much fun. You pair this guy with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. You know, you still have Brandon Cooks out there on the other side, oh, man, I, I just think that would be so much fun. Um, but, you know, th- there's a lot of places. I, I think when people look at Egbuka is they, they kind of think that he's ultimately like Amon Ross St. Brown was when he was coming out. Oh, he's he's a slot guy. He's never going to be the number one. He's, he's a Josh mm-hmm. Downs, right? The guy who plays in the yeah. slot, he can't be the number one. But there's a lot of teams where he could go and he could be – not even, maybe not the number one, but the number two. Right. Like imagine Absolutely. this guy goes to Cincinnati, for example. You know, it's it's close. Which it, very well might it, it might, happen. Well might happen. They, yeah, let's say it they happen. let T Higgins walk in the offseason. They just can't make the the contract situation work. Tyler Boyd's getting a, a little bit older. He's not quite the player that he once was. You get Jamar Chase and Egbuka in there, and with with Joe Burrow, and all of a sudden this looks way better, right? So yes. there's a lot of places where maybe he's not the number one. There's a few places like the Giants, I think he could be the number one, right? But He I would think, be the best wide receiver you know, in that room, <laughs> right. but that's beside the point. <laughs> right. But it's just like, I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, he's a slot-only guy. And it's like, we all play PPR or half PPR. If you're still in standard, I mean, okay, yeah, probably not. This isn't the draft yeah. for you. But, you know, I think that this guy could go places and still be very fantasy relevant and be good for fantasy football as well. You got to go over the injury thing, but... You know, everybody's got injuries, man. Everybody's yeah. got injuries. Yeah. So yeah, and, and
1: and 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 honestly, like there's there's gonna be enough time between that's the end of college. You know, if 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 they do go to a a New Year Six Bowl and and from the time the draft, or it's it's the combine is, which which is almost two months after that, you know, and then the draft's two <laughs> months later. So you know, he's gonna have enough time to really show who he is.
0: Right. You know? Yep. I'm with you. Um, all right, my next guy is going to be Trey Benson, running back. Um, what mm-hmm. school is he from? It's hard to tell. Florida that. State.
1: What is it? I think it's Florida State. I think it's Florida State is where he's from. Is
0: he Florida State? I care. Just want to confirm really quickly where he's from. Yes, he from. is. Yep. Okay, so Florida yes, State. He is from Florida. Trey Benson, I've seen him. My the logo, all the. I'm not a college guy, guys. Give me a break here, but uh, you know, Trey Benson, I the way he looks when he runs, man. He reminds me of like old school Lev Bell with more jets, <laughs> like the way he kind of yeah. is patient and waits for those lanes, and then he can just like he he almost looks like a combination of Rashad Penny and Le'Veon Bell. Like, is that crazy? Hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, un, un, unfortunately, I haven't watched a lot of Florida State tape.
0: Okay, be, it's,
1: it's 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 to be very honest. So you know, um, you know, I've been hearing about somebody on the outside compared to Trey Benson but that's different
0: fair enough but yeah if you guys remember Rashad Penny yeah he was injured his body could not hold up everything like that but the way that Rashad Penny was able to like just create space and cut back when he was (laughs) back in his prime man it was amazing and he was he had that power as well you combine that with Le'Veon Bell who had the best vision in the game and was so patient that's what Trey Benson looks like to me personally. But um you, you pair that with the six foot one, two hundred and twenty-three, projected four three, seven, forty. That is nuts for that. Again, mm-hmm. this class, it's all about the beef, man. Like there are so many big boys it that it's gonna be great. We the NFL needs this class so badly. This this class is gonna right. save the NFL. Um, but yeah. I like this guy a lot. I think that he's got a lot of potential. Ultimately, for these running backs, it all comes down to when they're drafted and where they're drafted. That's gonna, you know, either cement it or sink the ship on these guys. But I do think that he's shown enough this year that he's going to be able to solidify day two draft capital. Um, you know, hopefully date like round two. But I, I do firmly believe he's gonna be their second or third round pick. And the guy's got the full package again, just like with Braylon mm-hmm. Allen, I will say that Braylon Allen for a big guy, he does have really, really soft hands. Trey Benson could use a little bit of work there, but the way that he runs the ball, man, it's just so pretty to watch. So go check his highlights out if you haven't yet, but this guy, he's going to be making waves as we get further into the, uh, the draft season there. So, yeah.
1: And, and, and I, de- I definitely hear that, you know, I, I unfortunately don't know enough about Trey Benson to really, really tell you a lot but you know i i i know that florida state team has been has been has been really cooking this year you know um unfortunately like they just lost their starting quarterback oh, to a dude. devastating ankle injury in oh, jordan travis rough. so yeah that was yeah really it rough. was it was really rough and i really wish him a speedy recovery but you know Dak I,
0: injury,
1: I, <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad uh so i know that they're going to rely on him pretty heavily you know it, it's, yeah. it's 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 for the next couple weeks so yeah yep. um i you know i look forward to that so Um, I'm at 110, and Mm -hmm. here is I'm I have I'm between a couple players. You know, I I I really like Keon Coleman. I really like Xavier Worthy from Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I also kind of like that. I don't really like a lot of running backs at this point. You know, I I kind of feel those guys are the big three with Henderson, Allen, and Benson are, are are kind of our big three guys. Yep. Um. You Jonathan know, Brooks so is the
0: I, one guy that's kind of rising right now. Yes. He and is. then the yeah. other guy that um, I think this guy is going to be a massive steal. We're not, we're probably not going to talk about him other than this little thirty seconds that I'm going to give him. Raheem yep. Sanders. We talked about him last summer. You know, as our yeah, look ahead. That yep. Arkansas has not had a good offense at all. Like they, they, they they've, they've been bad. a yep. nightmare over there. Um, yeah. and I really wish he would have been in a better situation because you know, you look at a lot of rankings, he's not even top 10 for a lot of people anymore. And the guy was Mm -hmm. like almost universally the, the, the number one or number two running back going into this season. And that's how, again, this is why we, we take records of this stuff over time, how things change over time, because like, I still think that the guy has a ton of talent. He's just the the awesome offense has not worked out. Right. So Raheem Sanders, he's going to be like a steal for second rounds uh, in this upcoming draft, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, there's running back. It's a little, little iffy. So
1: Mm -hmm. it does. It does. So, um, I mean, and with a lot of those guys, I feel better taking them in the second round compared to the first, definitely. Um, but, but, but I'm going to go with Keon Coleman. Um, it's it's a wide receiver out of Florida state. Yes. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty high on him. You know, I, I I think he has really good ball skills you know, he's, he's six, four, which is, which is a fantastic size. You know, he's, 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 he's going to run like a four, four, five, which is fantastic again. And he's, he's really good after the catch. Um, You know, he he has good ball skills, you know, so I, I think he's going to be good. You know, I, I just, you know, it's kind of like what we said with um neighbors earlier in the, in, in the episode, like it, whether it's the chicken or the egg because Jordan Travis has been really, really good for, for Florida state. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder if it's, um, if it's been Coleman really bringing up Travis or uh, Travis was bringing up Coleman. So you know, I, I think we're gonna find out that a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. Right. Um. You know. So um, they still I think went we're gonna, on to
0: win uh, that game even without the yeah, game Though. So. Well,
1: it was against Northern Alabama, which is like a FCS school. So I would. Dude, they one went up would, like
0: thirteen to been. zero, and then they I lost know, the quarterback. It still won. Like it was crazy. I know,
1: but. But, but that's college for you. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but with Keon (laughs) Coleman, you know, he's your prototypical size, size, speed, like he has, he has great hands. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, I, I I think, I think a lot of things with these wide receivers is just working on a advanced route tree, which he can learn that. So,
0: dude, I just saw that his teammate, Johnny Wilson is six foot seven. It's
1: six, seven. It's wild.
0: What? Yes, oh like just imagine Lord. being like a 6'4 wide
1: receiver and not being the tallest guy in the room. Yeah, it's
0: wild. He's projected a four four. Dude, yeah, this wild. class is
1: That's, nuts nuts. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, this it's class nuts. is awesome. I love this
1: class. It's so fan- much. it's 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 vastly different than last year's class.
0: Oh, dude, I, as a sizist, as a known sizist on this podcast. You oh, are, I, <laughs> and it's, yes. I am so excited for this draft class. I <laughs> like last year's draft class. I am so excited for, <laughs> for this one. Yeah. So, um. All right, that puts me on the clock. And, again, I like that pick as well. Keon Coleman, it's just, you know, again, you got beef, and, and it's hard to pass it up. Now, I'm looking at quarterbacks here. Again, I— the biggest thing keeping me out on Drake May is just the ceiling. Um I I just can't. Like there's no world where I'm taking Drake May. Let's let's say the team that I talked about earlier where you have Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. Those are your two quarterbacks in a, in a one quarterback league, right? There's no chance that I'm ever starting Drake May over either one of those guys for the foreseeable future. Like, yeah, no, what is the what is, is the what is the trade value of Drake May, right? Like, he's not an untouchable guy. You can have him for a second-round pick next year after his rookie year because he's not going to yep. be a superstar, right? Or maybe he's yep. part of a package where you're trading for, you know, Jamar Chase, whatever it is, right? And he's right. a throw-ins type of piece, right? So I'm not taking guys in a one-quarterback that I think are are capped right because of their their potential trade value. That's why for me I'm going to be going with man. This is where it's it's tough. I'm looking at either Xavier Worthy or Xavier Leggett. <laughs> so both Z- the battle of the Xaviers. I right. think I'm going to go with Leggett. And
1: man, it, that's tell me tough. why. Tell me why.
0: So Xavier Leggett. This guy is, um, and let me, so oh, on you real quick. Um, so Xavier Leggett, with where's he from? Is it Arkansas? He
1: is from South Carolina.
0: South Carolina, South Carolina.
1: Yep, it's a Gamecocks. Calvin,
0: come on, man. Really?
1: Yeah. 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 Let me see. So, uh, so he plays in the SEC, which which I know NFL teams love SEC players.
0: Yes. So, yeah, this guy is going to, again, him versus Xavier Worthy. The biggest difference for me is the size, though. And and I I was confused. I I saw another South Carolina logo, and it was the SC. (laughs) So I was really confused uh, because the logo was different for both of these guys. Um, But, sorry, my my college knowledge is is subpar. But this guy, Xavier Worthy, has been very good for multiple seasons now, right? And he's been good with Texas, and I get it. I understand those arguments that he he might be the better player right now. He's a he's a burner, right? He's one seventy two, uh-huh. six foot one. You know, he's he's got decent size, but he's projected a four two nine. Xavier Leggett is six foot three, two hundred twenty seven, and also projected a four two nine. Like I, I don't want to be a sizes specifically. But you are you are you are a known sizes Calvin. I know, it's I know. Okay. But he's been very it's, it's very okay. good this year. Xavier Leggett has been extremely good this year. Where Xavier Worthy has been solid. You know, he's he's a deep threat. But I don't feel like Texas really moves him around the field as much. Like he doesn't play as many roles as Leggett does. And I Fair. think that Leggett is the more well-rounded player who is big, strong, and fast. Right where Xavier Worthy is very very fast. But if you're you know, comparing the two, Xavier Leggett, I think, has more tools in his arsenal with, you know, less production, like more of a, I don't want to say this, The he has a burst in production, you know, this year versus Xavier Worthy, who's been productive the entire time, right? So, it's the age-old battle of tools and traits versus production and longevity, and I'm going with the tools, again, especially at 111, where I want the guy that's going to be the the next, you know, DK Metcalf, the next Jamar Chase, the next whoever the elite guy is. And it's entirely possible Xavier Worthy could be that guy, but the more tools you have in your arsenal, the higher the odds are that it's going to be you. So I'm going Leggett here over Worthy, but I can... Understand would, the arguments. I
1: I would do the complete opposite because yeah. I I like my wide receivers to have history of
0: production, or
1: of production. Yes, of yeah. of of performing. You know, I I I I, I kind of think this is the whole Josh Downs argument that we had last year, in that in yeah. that we and 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 that we saw the size and we saw you know him be just being at a at a you know at, at North Carolina you know as like oh yeah it's not really gonna. It's not really going to roll over to the NFL. And it, and it, has. it well, has because he's to be a fair, it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 has it has with Gardner it, Mitchell. <laughs> so but to be fair, but, but
0: yes, I, you're 100% right.
1: But we still had a small sample size with Anthony Richardson and he was getting the ball in some instances, but Anthony right. Richardson's not, he, he he was having trouble getting the ball to a lot of wide receivers. That's beside the point. <laughs> right. But you know, you know, I, I think the problem with Leggett is that we don't have enough production and I don't I'm, I'm a little worried how he's going to translate with that, you know, in that in that he doesn't always, always catch with his hands. He's more of a body catcher. I think that's going to be a little bit of a. I, I, I don't I, I everyone in the NFL is fast, right? Or, you know, or, you know, has speed. They, they do. So, you know, I don't think it's going to matter really necessarily what these guys run, you know, 40 time wise, you know, like they're going to, you know, there are DBs that can catch up to these guys. And I get the argument that it's the bigger you are. Typically you're, 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 you're going to be more physical, but I don't know if like, it's that physical with guys yet. So yeah, you and know, that's, I you know, I, I, does, I I think that can be learned, but you know
0: he does remind a me a thing. little bit of Quentin Johnson. And you know, ever Oh, Quentin oh no. Johnson's a bust. Oh no, Cal, oh no. He's a bust. Oh no. He's a bust. Uh no, he's he dude, people guys, calm down. Goodness gracious. Uh Quentin Johnson's not a bust yet, but I will say that Leggett has a few of the same tendencies where, you know, he has the speed, he has the size. He does play a little soft for his size. I will not deny that. Um, but I think that's something that can be taught, you know. And again, for the long term of the NFL, like your your actual NFL career, I'm going to take the guy with more tools in his arsenal that I think you can, like you're not going to be able to develop physicality so much with, with Xavier Worthy. And, you know, that... You have small guys that have always played bigger than their size. That's that's entirely fair. Um, but I do think that you can train like you cannot out muscle DK Metcalf. And if you can train Leggett to be like a DK Metcalf, this dude is gonna be a, a just like just a dominant threat in the NFL. So, you know, it's more of the upside again, but I just I think give me the tools and let them let the coaches and the you know, putting a lot of faith in the coaches in the NFL is, uh, is a risky, uh, risky nope. proposition, but you know, one hundred percent, let them do their job essentially. And, you know, develop these guys.
1: Yeah. So, and I, and I hear that. And I think that kind of goes, the only problem is that there's a coaching problem in in a, in the NFL. Yep. Like I think, well, well, <laughs> yep. well, uh, well, I heard, well I heard that Tom Brady was commenting on the coaches and, oh
0: dude, he and ripped I, them. I, he ripped and him,
1: and it. I and I I really agree that that there's a lot of nepotism when it comes to NFL coaching. It's not even just
0: that; it's just it's
1: yeah. That's if, a you whole story it, for if you guys, haven't seen it, if
0: you haven't seen it, and we'll I'll just give a quick shout out to the goat Tom Brady. Um, he was on the Stephen A. Smith, and I don't like Stephen yep. A. Smith at all, but uh, he was on the Stephen A. Smith podcast, and he just talked about it. Go watch his little rant about the NFL because he's 100 percent right and the way that they're training these guys, the way that they're teaching guys in the nfl it's it's bad it's really really bad and it's a problem and we're gonna have i don't see it getting better anytime soon unfortunately we're kind of just entering that that dip before it's going to get better but you know it always it's always darkest right before dawn right so it'll get better but um yeah i'm still taking the tools can't change my mind
1: that's fair. um <laughs> right, Who's and, your last pick? And 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 with that at one twelve, with it's a guy with all the tools. Um, you know, it's it's compared to a guy who's a little bit flash, who's 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 a little bit more flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with Bo Nix over Drake May. I'm Bo Nix. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Bo Nix. I'm taking Bo Nix. I think, I think he is. I think he's going to be set to be a, probably a, a high drafted pick. Um, you know, he's probably going to be top fifteen in my he'll opinion be top you know, 10. if he'll be top yeah. ten, yeah so i mean it, i think it all depends on how quarterback needy some of these uh, teams are so um i i think he possesses the the right tools for the nfl you know he's he's played in the sec in auburn and then he transferred over to oregon you know he he is playing a little bit easier defenses in the in the, the pac 12 but you know he he's shown growth each and every year mm-hmm. you know compared to drake may i think drake may is making the same mistakes he was you know his sophomore freshman year. You know he's not really. I don't think he's. I don't think May's seeing the field as well, and he's pl- playing his poor defenses in the in the ACC. You know he's playing he's playing and losing against really not pretty mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. You know it's compared to you know I kn- I know Oregon has a better team than than uh 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 North Carolina. North Carolina, but you know I think I think Bo Nix can really look at the field. He's able to process it better. I I just think I I think that really bodes well in the NFL, being able to process the field, see the field, and he has he he has um, notable starts. And you know, I think he started almost sixty games at this point.
0: He started. I was gonna game say, games. isn't he like a super senior now? <laughs> like, I, I
1: yeah I I, I I think he's a fifth year senior, and yeah I I, th- I think he's played I think he played like three years at Auburn, two at um two at Oregon, I believe, or something like that.
0: He's yeah
1: he's been around a long time, but he has. He has starts against really good teams, and you know, you know, in in his, you know, when he was playing the SEC, you know, he was playing, you know, he played Bama each year, he played Georgia each year, you know, he played these decent, he's played, he's played these really good defenses, Uh, you know, he's struggled, but he had, but he's but he's shown growth each year, and I feel that's very, very important.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'll be an interesting debate when we get to uh, our rankings. It will be in the future, but. Yes. I, I'm still taking Drake May. I I, I like Drake May That's a lot fair. more. That's fair. People talk about Bo Nix, how he's a mobile threat, but he just never does it. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I need to see it. I need to see he, it. He, I don't know if uh, he still has it. Man. I think
1: we had that same argument with CJ Stroud last year. You know, I, Well, I, CJ Stroud,
0: we saw it in the Georgia game. Like He showed yeah, it. We did. Final, like we, did. we assumed that he had it. Right, you and I both assumed that he had it, yeah. and but he just never showed it, right, until right. the Georgia game, and it's like, oh, perfect, he, yeah. this is exactly what we thought he could do, right? Yep. We haven't seen it from Bo Nix in a long time, and you know, I just need to see it to believe it. <laughs> you know, that's that's, that, that, the, that's very, very fair, very fair. <laughs> that's I, that's I, I it with Bo, that. but you know, yeah. I like Drake May a lot. I I really do. I think that Drake May, I, you know, I talked about this with the Caleb Williams video. Go check it out, but you know I would not be shocked if Drake May goes ahead of Caleb Williams in April in the draft because you know you've got the all the offseason and off the field stuff with Caleb Williams and you know all these whisperings and rumors and I think a lot of that could rub some owners the wrong way that that sure. Caleb Williams yes. doesn't take it serious he thinks he's the most important person in the room and you got billionaires over here who don't give a crap what you have to say, right? Yep. So um yep. I think it's gonna rub some of the some of the owners the wrong way. And I could see them doing, you know, almost a uh um oh what's the what's the mini me what's his name? Um Bryce Young. Um like yep. I could see a Bryce Young situation where, you know, you pass up CJ Stroud, who is the better player potentially in Caleb Williams for someone like a Drake May who you know, granted Drake Drake May is not six foot tall or five nine or whatever Bryce Young is but yeah I think that uh I think I would not be shocked essentially is if if Drake May was the 101 come spring yeah. so that's fair but now let's know your guys thoughts on this mock draft this one was fun um Plus. we're going to have to do a two round eventually cuz there's so many guys left to talk about like uh so my many. boy Lad McConkley, Lad uh oh, don't Lad, uh, don't know what's his, what's his last name Lad uh I just love his name, Lad, Lad.
1: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Lad, he's, he, he's, he's 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 the Georgia wide receiver. Yeah, dude, he's Lad. The next, Lad McConkey.
0: Yeah, I said that right the first I read. <laughs> his yep. name is what is a weird one, uh. But he's the next Julian Elman, man. He's Stop. the next Cooper Cup. What 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 are you mad about Stop. here? Stop. What are you mad Stop. about? Let's here?
1: wrap it up, Cub. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up. Come on. <laughs> <All
0: right>. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to do a two round here soon, just so we can see how high I'm yes, gonna draft him. Absolutely. But uh. Now, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one round mock draft. Let us know your thoughts on these elite players again, the top five you can almost take them in any order, even six um even travion Henderson there, and yeah, I just love this class. I am super excited. Be excited, don't let the people bring you down because. You know, in about three months when March rolls around, people are going to say, this class sucks. It's all for 2025. You know, 2024, I can't believe anybody bought any of these first-round picks. These guys all suck. And, uh, you know, this class is going to be good. It's going to be really good. I think this is the class that saves the NFL. So let us know your thoughts on these, these picks and who we missed out on, who you like, who you didn't like. Again, thank you guys for watching this. It's Thanksgiving. Make sure you guys get some of those mashed potatoes. Love me smashed potatoes, eat some of that turkey, watch some football, and have a good time. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can find us on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin at Dynasty underscore Dale and at FF after dark. Until next time, thank you guys. Have a good night. And we all got dreams. We all want things. But what you gonna do for? How you gonna move for? What you gonna be?